0: Welcome to episode 29 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and joining me today is my regular co-host, Mr. Matthew Aguilar. What up? And stepping back from his usual uh, ivory tower desk and joining (laughs) us in front of the camera is producer Jim Viscardi, who we'll probably start introducing at the top of every show. You've been on, like, every show, but I don't think we ever actually tell people who you are. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. kind of true. Right? I was listening to some old oh, episodes, I and I was like, mm, I have notes. I have, have several <laughs> notes, but that's one of them. So producer Jim Viscardi is going to be joining us on the couch today because we're going to be uh, just talking through some things that have been happening. I mean, it's just been Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame, Game of Thrones, Avengers Endgame around here, but some new news is starting to break through. The clouds are starting to part on those, so we are going to get into some things, but uh, ironically, we're not going too far from the <laughs> realm of yeah. Marvel at all. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the new Spider- man Far From Home trailer, which dropped and is giving us our first look at the MCU after Avengers Endgame. We're also going to be talking about new rumors of a Deadpool cartoon finally coming, but maybe not the one we thought. We're also going to talk about Avengers Endgame's success and will it be the biggest movie of all time, if we have time, we'll talk about that at least. And for our main event today... We are going to be talking about the new slate of Disney-Fox movies that were just kind of, like, yeah, released. We're going to get into the main points because there's some big things in there to talk about. This is Disney's new slate after the Fox acquisition and all the movies they're going to be putting out. And, as always, Mr. Aguilar over here will be taking us through the hottest things happening in comics this week. What would? So... Let's get started by talking about Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I love that
1: they use that as his theme song in the MCU now.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is pretty great. Um, It's not just an old lady on the street playing like a little little tune. It's an actual Mm -hmm. theme song. So to this week, we got the end of the avengers endgame spoilers embargo uh the russo brothers officially dropped it just in time for us to talk with joe russo so if you haven't seen that by the way we have a whole bonus episode of the podcast where brandon davis sits down with joe russo director co-director of avengers endgame for one hour talks all the spoilers. And so it's awesome. It's sure in the feed,
1: so you'll see it, in, yeah. you'll see it as the episode b- before this one.
0: Yep, so make sure, because I know you've if you've been following the numbers, yeah, we're going to episode 29 right now, but right. there is this bonus episode that you do not want to miss. Be sure to check that out. Ow! back to uh, the here and now. The Spider-Man Far From 2 trailer drop, it had to kind of have this whole ceremony about the Avengers Endgame spoilers because right when this trailer started, <laughs> I mean, this is just post-Endgame kind of reality for the MCU in our first look at it. Uh, Iron Man's dead. Peter Parker's in serious mourning. He has this new mission while he's on vacation in Europe. Um, After he's trying to step up and be more of kind of an Avenger and really, you know, fight crime, he goes on vacation. And he gets recruited by Nick Fury to kind of handle these elemental monsters. And along the way, meets a new ally, villain. We're going to see both. We just know that Jake Gyllenhaal playing Mysterio seemed pretty simple at first, but now this role has gotten really complicated as this trailer kind of posits the idea that this isn't Mysterio from the main uh, MCU universe, but rather a character from a different universe. So, I mean, right off the bat, we're now in a world without Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, uh, these people kind of trying to step up and be new Avengers we're fully into the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, which actually gets name-dropped. Well, are we, though? Okay, we're we'll getting into that. <laughs> but I'm just talking about what we've seen in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just our real first look at the world of the MCU after Endgame, which I think is going to make Far From Home uh, much more interesting, possibly Sony's first billion-dollar Spider-Man movie.
1: We were we were just talking. I, I think it was just last week about how unexcited we were for Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I yeah. was never there with you. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> I love Homecoming. But I mean, I know we that said like either. this was just going to be like a TV episode compared to like a major right. cinematic event. This like, trailer
1: yeah. totally changes my entire feeling. I think for that movie, for for the most part, I still think I have got some reservations on it. But I'm but this totally made me be like oh all right yeah, no i'm in
0: but it makes it seem relevant
2: oh absolutely well my thing was it was that i wasn't excited for it aside from to see how the universe was after endgame that was my biggest thing about this movie was that the only reason i'm interested is to see this multiverse stuff how that plays out to see this world where tony stark is not around and cat america is not around that's the only interesting thing about it and in this trailer that held up like I'm not really, I don't don't care less about the elementals and all the other stuff. I want to see who is this Mysterio? Is he truly from a different, you know, different universe, different time? What happened there? Is it ours? Is there still one around? Like, those are questions I have going into this. That has got my antennas up. Mm -hmm. But everything else is still kind of like, yeah, it's fine. It's going to be fun.
0: It's going to be fun. I mean, I feel like there's still a lot of... True to Mysterio, there's a lot of misdirection mm-hmm. in this story. I think all I think
1: all of it is misdirection
0: because the elementals seem really generic and mm-hmm. flat and thin, and it doesn't. And while they're kind of using these big sequences, they don't seem like major important sequences. We don't see like Peter in a moment of like real serious like peril, like losing a battle with one of these elementals, or yeah. we don't see right. them doing things you would think you'd see in blockbuster movies, like forming up into like one big giant monster <laughs> or anything like. So, yeah, there is this whole question about who Mysterio is. Like, what's this whole storyline about him? Is this a real guy from another timeline? Is this just Mysterio's mind tricks using the events of, like, the snap and, mm-hmm. you know, the restitution or whatever we're going to end up calling it? Like,
1: <laughs> there, so, so I totally am of the opinion that Mysterio is not from, is not a multiverse Mysterio. It is just the main 616 Mysterio, mainly because, one, it's Mysterio. That's kind of his shtick right Mm -hmm. but also um i would not be surprised if they pulled this from um the spider-man story that bendis did a couple uh, god feels like forever ago now but the whole premise of that was mysterio discovered that there was a a different universe but didn't necessarily like fully commit into traveling and so he had created basically like a robot or slash avatar to send into the ultimate universe and so the Mysterio in the Ultimate Universe, I believe, is just regular Mysterio, kind of controlling it from from home. I don't think we'll necessarily get that, but Mysterio potentially knowing about the multiverse and kind of, and kind of it. playing it, mm. playing off that, and being like, "I'm from another universe," um, I think will be will be kind of a big crux. But, but yeah, no, Mul- uh, Mysterio totally turns on Spider Man and Nick Fury, and
0: so yeah, I mean. That's- so that's a big question: is that's this kinda, villain story and like what the real hook of it is? But so far, I think it it did what it's supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is Mysterio get us great. thirsty. I was gonna say so he yeah, looks the dope. The costume oh, looks like, great. Oh my god! The action in this looks great. I mean, the kind of there's a sequence of Spider-Man just taking on like regular villains in the beginning, and that mm-hmm. all looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and his kind of quipping and banter and saying, you know, his kind of role of trying to step up and be this hero, that all looks interesting. Um, Yeah, what happens when they get to Europe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it achieved its main goal, which is make us thirsty for the next chapter of the MCU. So if you haven't checked out the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, be sure to go on the site, check that out. We'll have breakdowns for you all over the place. Moving right along. Jim Viscardi, your buddy. Mm -hmm. Mr. Rob Liefeld, creator Mm -hmm. of Deadpool, kind of dropped a little bomb on us Mm -hmm. today by uh, revealing that... There may be a new Deadpool cartoon in the works. Now, a little background. Deadpool's become really popular thanks to Ryan Reynolds and that movie franchise, even more so than he already has. I mean, he's already been a marketing cash cow for years. Mm-hmm.
1: There.
0: Basically, there was going to be a Deadpool cartoon at FX, a very adult Deadpool cartoon created by Donald Glover, mm-hmm. uh, you know, creator of Atlanta, Childish Gambino, and his brother. Um, and it got kind of killed before it could get out of uh, development and mm-hmm. into production fully. Um, the network, I guess, didn't like some things or thought it was too edgy or whatever. I don't think, it was, I don't
1: think it was the network. I think it was Marvel. probably more Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Because too kind of. Well, because Donald put out those scripts, and you can yeah. see in those scripts that they were. Probably just a little bit too far than Marvel wanted to go, but at the same time, I think it was probably more. It's just that's so that makes no sense, to right? Me well, that's, I okay. know, it makes absolutely. That's sense. classic
0: Jim Viscardi, uh, that ex-Marvel PR at work said <laughs> <makes Like>, no <laughs> they went really ham on this Deadpool cartoon with like killing Taylor Swift jokes and <laughs> yeah. like kind of racism jokes. So you know things that de- yeah. like the Deadpool does, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, crazy, exactly. yeah. yeah. And so, things I, that a psychotic mercenary might say or do, but like, I mean, ever Marvel since. Was, like,
1: Ever since Deadpool showed up in that episode of Ultimate Spider-Man, they have always wanted to try and figure out a way to do it, right? But I don't think the timing ever worked out. I think the Donald Glover thing left a really bad taste in everyone's mouth um, in the sense that, you know, it kind of put Marvel back into a corner. And I think, you know, people are upset that that, that's not the cartoon that we're going to get because I think that would have been... Immensely popular. But I remember, like, all this happened before the Disney Marvel purchase, right? And so this would have been on FX. And so it would have been, I don't know, would it have been competition? I don't necessarily know. But I feel like, had the timeline have just shifted a little bit and, like, the Disney Fox purchase kind of went through, I think we may have had a chance of getting this one out. But I mean, there's always going to be a Deadpool cartoon kind of in. In the works, always. Was, My concern is that, like, and this is, eh, it's going to come off as a knock, but it kind of is. But, I like, I don't want it to be one of those man-of-action-produced type cartoons. Okay. Like the ones who do traditionally do most of the animation and stuff for, for Marvel. Because I think that'll be played incredibly too safe. And that's just, I, I just don't know how you do that with Deadpool.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Ultimate Spider-Man episode of Deadpool is one of the most popular by far. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that version of Deadpool could occupy. It whole can't. Yeah, it, would it drive, can't carry. It would drive science. me nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the whole like nonstop talking about motor mouth sounding like the micro machine man. Like I don't know if you could do that. for No, like, a whole, that's mm-hmm. great in small, small, small doses, doses. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, especially when you just need a character to out zany Spider-Man and out-quip Spider-Man, mm-hmm. like you know.
1: But also too, I like I want, like you want a different style, right? You don't want that sort of sanitized. Marvel animation look. You want... No, I want the... Something that's going to be I want a reflection
0: of what the movies are. Um, possibly one a little toned down for, like, kids, but, like, still more of a reflection of what the movies are. Yeah. Um, and that's the strongest thing for the brand right now. Mm-hmm. Like, so... Rob Liefeld didn't know anything. He just tossed his grenade in here and said, "I don't know anything else." But oh, uh, I mean,
1: if there's anyone who knows, it's going to be it's going to be Rob. So I'm sure that there is definitely one coming. Character. Yeah, if, there, if there's <laughs> one coming, there's one coming, and I, and hopefully Rob, you know, sort of tossing this out into the ether, you know, is is the the Deadpool movie like catalyst? I kind uh, of feel the bad test for it, though,
2: like because what if it's actually decent, but it doesn't matter because everyone's
0: going to have that thought of Love-less. what could
2: have been. In the back.
0: That's true. I mean, a lot of IPs have died on that same hill, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But all right. We'll see. keep you updated about what's going on with this Deadpool cartoon as more news comes to light. Moving right along to more things Marvel. Avengers Endgame has basically not, is knocking off the last challengers on the uh, most successful <laughs> movies of all time list, which are... The uh, House Cameron, as we'll put it in Game of oh, Thrones yeah. terms, um, Titanic and Avatar still stand as the most successful movies of all time. But one of those just fell. Titanic is down as uh, Avengers: Endgame crossed the two billion mark. Two billion, you know, T W O two W <laughs> O dose billion. Two point one eight now, right? Yeah, yeah. two point one eight
1: in two weekends.
0: In two Jeez. weekends, so <laughs> record time. <laughs> And it's coming in like, yeah, it's tapping Avatar, like, on your left. It's coming up on it. Um, yeah, and, I mean, at this point, we expect it to just overtake Avatar. Do Something, you? I mean, I five so. It's,
2: I mean, $600 is a big gap. It's a gap. Like, I, my
1: early most prediction mo- Most movies—like, there are some movies that don't even make that.
2: Like, in yeah, those no. last two weeks, it, it really depends, I feel like, on this We're back to the
0: conversation about legs. yeah, yeah. This, this third coming weekend,
2: weekend. If it drops so hard— I don't think it'll it'll hit it.
0: It'll get close. No, but, see, but here's the thing:
1: hit. if it gets close, there's no way Disney won't pull a rabbit out of a hat to get people back in theaters to get to. But that. what do they post do? Post credit
0: scene on it. Yeah, they're or, gonna yeah.
1: they're gonna put a post credit scene a on post-credit it. Post credit scene something. on it. Put some and respect on that post credit <laughs> scene. <laughs>
2: but yeah, like this, that's a. I I predicted it would. It would probably pass Titanic. But yeah, that gap between I've seen you. We, we've all watched it, right? As these movies yeah. in their third and fourth week? You just see the they they do it by just little chip-aways, right? It's 1.8 and 1.2, and it's like, that's a big gap Yeah, this, to cover.
0: I mean, this one is also, Jim alluded to it, but it's also not like a purely organic finish that we might get. Mm-hmm. There's already, like, crazy camps of people who, like, Marvel fans who can't stand Avatar. <laughs> they want it to are, pass, yeah. yeah. The, you know, the hashtag whatever it takes is taking on a life of its own now mm-hmm. for the film, and, like, what do we got to do to push That's this true. over over and get Avatar? Like, I would love that it. it. Look, takes. I'm not a... Well, go see Endgame again. I, I if you have three try. hours to spare.
1: Disney will just write it off as a marketing expense. Like, They'll just go out and just buy like $100 million worth of tickets. And That's something they would off.
0: do, though, right? Yeah. I mean, according <laughs> to Captain Marvel conspiracy theorists, yes, it <laughs> That's absolutely they would is. Do. Yes, it absolutely is. So we don't know. I mean... It's not a guarantee. I want to hope because no, I don't I'm not an Avatar hater. I actually did a lot. I liked mm-hmm. Avatar. And
1: Avatar was this 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 like event yeah. kind of movie yeah, in exactly. the same way that Endgame kind of was in completely different aspects. Like Avatar was a thing that that James Cameron just came up with and you know
0: after you was- like Pocahontas,
1: Fern Gully, and some other stuff, <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. But it was, this, but it was this super. But it was just this. It was, it was an well, event. It was like the true first 3D no, movie. It was, yeah,
0: the th- I mean, this kicked off the 3D movie mm-hmm, era, mm-hmm. and I mean, nothing has even come like really close right. since then to creating that event. And it was a once in a generation. Like, yes, everybody, bring everybody in your family to see this because you need to experience this. I think. And I, Endgame needed
2: was- ten years.
0: Yeah. So here's a yeah.
2: question does the second Avatar movie pass Endgame if Endgame takes the top spot? Oh, absolutely not.
0: We're going to get to that later because we have a whole (laughs) bunch of Avatar and stuff to talk. So right now, I mean, I think we can... Let's get to it because (laughs) I think right now it's a wait and see, but Avengers Endgame is in the running to become the most successful movie of all time. It has been like this last gap to finish, but... I think you're right. Week three will tell the tale about what kind of legs it has. But then again, I mean, we were all like, week two is going to be the one. and we yeah. <laughs> Just cruise through week two, and here we are. Crushed, yeah. So we'll see what happens next week after week three. We'll have a better idea of this, and so we'll come back and talk to you. Stay tuned, because when we get back, we're going to be talking about the whole new slate of Disney Fox films that are coming and Disney sequels that are coming and a whole bunch of movie stuff that's coming down the pike. So be sure to be here for that. All right, so let's jump all into this 700 list. All seven hundred of them. Yeah, Jeez. right.
1: Like, like the press release came in and it was the list was two pages long.
2: Yeah, Charlie yep. lost his mind. He couldn't <laughs> handle
1: all. I know. the know. Incoming
0: information. <laughs> I know he lost his mind because we were like trying to just break it up into it, and he was just like, "Oh, oh no!" And he was God. like, "No, but no, so no, this is happening, and this is happening." He I was so happy. Like, I loved it. Was I loved so it was just so crazy.
1: So, like, so it, there are so many movies that play here. Right? There's almost the entirety of of Marvel Studios Phase Four. So there's about like four movies there. The three, the next three Star Wars movies. You got, you have all of the the live action remakes that Disney's doing, so, right? So like the different games. You got Marvel. You got Star Wars. You got the live action Disney stuff. Pixar. You've got the the, the just we'll put it all into Disney animation. Yeah. Then you have all the Fox stuff that includes like Kingsman, and for whatever reason they're still kicking around New Mutants.
2: Let's let it uh, go, right?
1: And then <laughs> and then you have, uh, and then you just have like the other artsy Fox stuff. Like that is just a. Am- categories that have at least yeah. three to four movies in them it's this nuts is disney's
0: way of softball saying like we are thanos now we hold all the stones uh, like, we, are in- proof. <laughs> like, we are We uh, are inevitable as soon as we make our fists like here it goes but let's start with some of the big things because we got to break this whole thing down yep. um the biggest paragraph by far in this whole uh, <laughs> essay that they put out about what's coming is of course the plan for the holidays, and every year from 2021 to basically <laughs> 2027, we uh, the weekend before Christmas, they're going to be alternating some sci-fi. There uh, are going to be
1: children who know nothing but Avatar or Star Wars at yeah.
0: Christmas. So as Jim just alluded, we're getting Avatar on one year of like b- b- right before <laughs> christmas and then the next year will be a star wars movie then an avatar movie then a star wars movie then an avatar movie and star wars movie all the way from 2021 to 2027 we're talking fi- uh, four more avatar films and three new star wars films yeah. so those were all kind of given dates uh to third week of december dates like i said 2021 2022 22 and 2023 2024 2025 2026 and 2027 That is going to be nuts. I mean, they're basically just locking down the Christmas blockbuster window for the foreseeable future. And now we can get to the question. Yeah. Because both of these are established IPs that have made big money, Mm -hmm. but are at the same time in 2021 going to be entering like really big new phases. We're going to be getting these Avatar sequels from James Cameron, which have been, at 2021, that's 12 years after the first film, okay? So 12 years later, we're going to start getting the first of four more of these, Um, and then three new Star Wars films, which right now, we're all kind of assuming that it's going to be Ryan Johnson, director of The Last Jedi's um, new trilogy of films. Because they just
1: killed the Game of Thrones one, right?
0: No. Oh, no. No, that's still in development. There's just nothing solid. They've killed everything else. They're still at work on something, but that thing has not taken shape yet. Ryan Johnson's has taken shape and is kind of going down the pipeline. And-
1: Remember when there was a whole slate of like, one shot movies,
0: yeah. There was a whole lot of Star Wars that got wiped off the board. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to Solo, <laughs> it really is lived up to its name. Solo, the last Star Wars, oh. spin-off. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, so we think it's gonna be Ryan Johnson's. He's just gonna be kind of working on these, shoot them back to you know, shoot them in succession like one year after the other, and then put that's them out.
1: a long time for Ryan Johnson to just like,
0: yeah, to get crapped on by Star Wars fans, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, could
1: you imagine just like going through that process and just like not? Making anything else I I can imagine Wanting to
0: go through it Get it done Yeah And just get it done Yeah Yeah because Yeah trying to do it Like do one And come back in three years And have to do this all again Like yeah no Like by the time You're done the third Like you're in a completely different life era. And you're just like, <laughs> want to come out a completely I mean, different like, person. I don't even look at Twitter anymore, and I still got to <laughs> deal with this. Like, Yeah, so no, I mean, he's probably just going to be working on these and just kind of hammering them out. And it sounds like it's going to be the studio's only focus, so he'll probably have a lot of resources, mm-hmm. a lot of things. It won't be like, you know, if he needs a second, third, fourth unit crew, like, they'll be there. Yeah. They're not going to be, like, out suiting, like, the Lando story. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be good. But, um, yeah, that is the biggest thing. Um, Matt, I'm sure you had some things from, like, I know you love these actual Disney, Disney films. <laughs> like the Disney Disney
2: films? Like, you know. Uh, I, I was mean. excited the for. The live action remake? I, okay, I'm really excited for Maleficent. I really that that
1: first I, one is probably one of the movie. most underrated. Oh movies my god! Of the I f- life. To you, I Seasons threw to Seasons you, and, and right this now. is what you do. <laughs> I, with I love Maleficent, man. That
2: was a great movie. <laughs> no, anyway, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was so good. Oh. I'm so happy for a sequel. Also, would you have rather a, a Sleeping be,
0: Beauty remake? No, that was one of the lowest films I think I've ever reviewed. Uh, like I one of the it. lowest scores it had because I loved it. it. I don't want to get into this whole thing here, but Maleficent is just like a really thin and badly from the title, like the implications of the title down to the movie, just like man bashing film, like where every dude is either inept or a villain or a villain who is inept. And it's just like, I don't know. So like women but,
2: characters have been treated for the last you know, 40 years. Okay. I mean, that's,
0: that's fine. But I mean, I'm saying like, like, okay, it was paper thin and just like really poorly written and just kind of like, I don't know, man. It was just I didn't enjoy it, my so.
1: worry my worry for this next Maleficent is that if it will suffer one, well, <laughs> well if, it, if it will truly suffer from that second uh, or like that second Alice in Wonderland movie did because I loved the look of the first Tim Burton Alice yeah movie it was a, a fine it was a fine movie or whatever but I, I truly loved the look and I really liked the look of Melissa, Maleficent. And I think that's probably what carries a lot of the, you know, my like for that movie. And I just worry that that's not going to be enough for another one. I don't know what more of that
2: story is left to tell, but am I okay? So, uh, and and looking also at this, I am. I'm actually. I'm. I'm uh, not worried, but I'm intrigued by Mulan. I, I'm interested to see what they do with that property because for oh, some man, that's reason that's like a crouching tiger, hidden dragon, esque type. I don't know what it is, but my faith in the live-action adaptation is starting they're to very, They're very—they're incredibly hit
0: and miss. Yes, so I yeah, don't. Oh yeah, like it, like oh, there's new live-action remakes. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're because, literally in some cases like hit then miss. Yeah. yeah. And hit, so
2: and like then I'm, then I'm excited for Aladdin. Aladdin. I'm not as excited for Lion King, and I already see that happening with some of these other You're ones. You're not that as excited well, for
0: that's Lion like, King? No. That's, oh, that's from what thing. I've heard a lot of people say.
2: Yeah, I say like I think Lion King is going to be the one that
1: makes. A, a ton the money, ton yeah. of money. I think Aladdin will be will fall in the in the just fine range. Yeah, and then Maleficent will probably be. Done.
0: I think Aladdin will make its money because it clearly they have Maleficent kind of it went into a... <laughs> no. <laughs> Dumbo was a flop. Man. Yeah, sorry, that's but confused. I think uh, Latin, Aladdin will be okay because they're playing to a, like a wider demo. Like yeah, that like that's an all quadrants mm-hmm. demo. Like you got your, you know, you got your black. It's got urban enough. Urban it's got enough for Will Smith,
2: but it's also got enough got, music in it
1: too. Yeah, but when you musicals, look at for, which like is the fiercer crowd, but when you,
0: know, you look at Beauty it, and the Beast, though, whole Middle Eastern cast, like it's gonna, it's going Because
2: when you look at Beauty and the Beast, though, I, I, that's like my favorite Disney movie, right? So. You about I but to tell see me those you didn't like it. No, I loved it. Oh, okay. But when I watched those trailers and when I saw that movie, I I'm going for you to recreate the magic that was when I saw those animated. movies. You don't think Aladdin's going to do that? I think Aladdin oh, okay. is going to do. You don't it. think Lion King? I look at Lion King right now and I don't see the fun and charm. I see oh, there's a bunch of animals. I think, I but think the, I don't see that that charm has not come through aside from that five second. Part with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, though, that, that I was going to reference that. Like, yeah. when you see them singing Kuda Makata, like, there, I mean, that's. I hope it has all of that
2: because that movie does have a ton of heart and charm.
0: I have a feeling that John Favreau is going to make The Lion King a refreshing experience. And that's,
2: and that's a whole other aspect:
1: As opposed of to that just like King what
0: the trailers are showing you, which is recreations of the original. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be in between moments that we get that we didn't see in Did the Did you like The Jungle Book? They're going to be good. Did I? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love the Jungle Book. Yeah. And like yeah. changing that up, like changing the whole King Louis sequence. I had this yep. argument in here. Somebody didn't like it. But uh, I love Kristen for walking as King Louie mm-hmm. in that whole sequence. Oh, that's great. And how they changed it. I like it when they like,
2: change yeah. little pieces, but I make no bones about it. People are going to see these movies, no, not sure. for some for you to reinvent the wheel. They're going to see their favorites from the animation. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Yeah. What I mean by that is just like John Favreau can play a, a Timon and Pumbaa scene of comedy differently mm-hmm. than we got yeah. in the animated film, but still have them sing akuna Matana and capture that yeah. magic. And that's what I think The Lion King is going to do a lot more of. I think it'll be a lot more change to the actual narrative and dialogue of the story and how the beats play while still retaining the songs and the kind of africana culture stuff so i think it'll be all right and i
2: don't know about i know in the
0: early leads up
2: or lead-ups to a lot of these disney live-action adaptations it always seems like the directors say we're not going to do music and then everyone loses their damn mind, and then they go, "Oh no, 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 no! Music's back in!" Like it happened with Mulan, Aladdin, <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Even went through it at one point. I'm like, just stop, just keep part yeah, just of commit. these movies. Work. No, you're gonna do music. Yes, uh, Mulan. They said that, and then they kind of doubled back and said, "Well, it's gonna have like we're we're gonna do we're gonna do some interesting mm. stuff with the music. Like, don't don't screw around. Just keep. There's iconic songs in that movie. Just give me the it. tunes, man. Just, yeah, just do it. Uh, know what you're getting into. Um, But, yeah, the the new one from Pixar, uh, Toy Story 4, I know I'm one of the few on this place that's jazzed for that movie. Uh, I'm always interested to see, of course, Frozen 2. A lot of this stuff, though, comes out this Mm -hmm.
0: year. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, mean, it is a packed slate, just 2019. Uh, Yeah, Maleficent 2, Frozen 2, Rise of Skywalker. Maleficent 2
1: is one that just, like... They filmed in secret and was like, oh, by the way, we're just, and like yes. earlier this year, we're like, oh, it's coming out this year. And it was like, wait,
0: what? That surprised me that it's so early. <laughs> I was like, that's October. That is a quick. Yeah, Pixar's on, early next year is Pixar's Onward. A new Kingsman movie, which I keep forgetting, is yeah. coming like early next year. So, like, yeah, I mean, we got a lot. But let's talk Fox side and superheroes again. So we got Dark Phoenix coming out this year, but New Mutants is back. Right, like, it, I mean, it's not back. It's just still on the screen. <laughs> yeah, for it was never uh, taken April off the schedule <laughs> of next year, twenty twenty. It's still playing. How of, many delays is that? When were we? I can't even remember when were we. Kofi, they have to, like, to reshoot 2017? the whole movie. Like, were we supposed twice, to get it 2017? Like, yeah. I don't even remember anymore. I've been working here. I feel like since I've started working here, I've been waiting to see That's you, like telling you someone your invite is in the mail year, and, like, for yeah, I, years. Yeah, I'm just joking. <laughs> I think, but it's been
2: delayed, like, twice already. Like, yeah. I don't even Like, just tell them they're not invited already. Like, don't <laughs> yeah. tell them your invitation's lost in the I mail I the only years.
0: way <laughs> that I think New Mutants still counts is if they play with some idea, and this has been kind of floated around the office already, of connecting it to, like a Marvel multiverse thing because now that possibility is much more on the table. Mm-hmm. But it's such an awful idea though. All right. I mean, it depends how new mutants turns out. I mean, this is the one apparently that everybody's pinning their eternal hopes on because they just keep sticking with it, sticking with it. And if it comes out and it's just like a mediocre dud of a movie, like I'm going to come on this show and like, <laughs> I mean, smash mean, that's what it's going to be. At this point, there is no way that figure. that
1: movie does any more. Like, the expectation for that movie was not high to begin with. Like it was a supposed to be this horror. No, type it's like spin-off. one of those things you've
0: made into a thing. Now. Right? Yeah, like, it's Duke Nukem Forever now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the legend
1: has gotten so
2: much. That is the perfect analogy for it. We're at this point, we just want to see it. Like, done. Like, we just want to see, oh, it's a thing. And then everyone's going to crap pro- on real, it. It's, Bro, it's, except it's the problem real. <laughs> was,
1: except the problem was, I was the one who bought the ultimate edition of Duke of oh, the Forever. Because I wanted to Did you see- get the statue? <laughs> yeah, I got the statue. <laughs> I don't want to see this movie. I don't want to see New Mutants. I don't care.
2: <sighs> that game was trash. So who knows? Maybe it'll be The Last Guardian. Maybe it'll be fine with some flaws. There you go. There's my
0: positive. I mean, we left out the thing. big thing, which is Disney's Cruella. I'm actually excited about that. I keep forgetting that that exists. I do too, but that's I'm a, excited. That, about are you about excited for that's this one, to be the the
1: Maleficent of the dog world? <gasps> that's the one. That's the one with Emma Stone, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. God, which it's enough to get me excited about most movies.
0: When does that country. come out? Oh, that's Wednesday, December twenty third of uh, twenty twenty, I believe. Oh, okay. All
2: right. So there's
1: still it's a, it's a
0: it's a bit far up, but okay. yeah,
2: no, I'm I'm actually excited for that
0: movie.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what was surprisingly not on here.
0: Oh, stop it! What? I know what you're gonna say. I poor. have no clue. What, what I'm am I gonna going say? This. You're gonna say you're gonna explain why Chanum Tadium is now putting you on on it. Oh
1: <laughs> no! But we, I mean, we need to cut. We need. To oh, that wasn't that. it. Where, that what wasn't were we talking about? Uh, Little Mermaid's not on here. Oh. Oh. Mm, Lin Manuel true. Miranda's Little Mermaid.
2: Ooh, that is true. I didn't yeah. think about that. But j- while we're. Wait, wait, while we're misery. I think
0: he's working on all the raps for that one, but like, <laughs> <laughs> he was good in Mary Poppins. I liked him. I thought you were about to throw shade at Gambit because, the, you know, there's new mutants lives, but Gambit <laughs> dies. So, like, that's the world we're living in now. The, prob-
1: the only, the only reason, the only reason the mutants lives is because they happen to shoot it.
0: Like, a, like Gambit, it's done, like it's, it's just, done, it's done. Like Gambit, Gambit never, never started. Got there. <laughs> now Channing Tatum is posing nude in the shower on Instagram, trying to get <laughs> trying to get that Gambit. The closest back. Gambit
2: came to like being an actual thing is like they had who the catering was going to be, like somewhere on a piece of paper. They're like, oh, we
1: booked. How that. many? I mean, that movie had like four directors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went through a bunch of them. God. Doug Liman was on there mm-hmm. for a while. It was Louis Leterrier attached at one point or another? I think there,
1: um, wasn't uh, Rupert? What's his face? Uh, uh, Rupert Wyatt. Yep, attached yep. To, at one point. God,
0: that poor yeah. gambit. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, let's, Lauren be, let's, let's, let's be totally. I mean, that was Lauren Shuler Donner's fault. That was like never a film. Well, they like, just were talking to Channing Tatum. She wanted to hold Channing Tatum up over the uh, mm-hmm. X Men universe to, around that magic mic time and like. She was just like, yes, we got Channing Tatum. Remember will be at this party. You remember Come that, that party. period
1: of like two years or so where everyone started to take those like big group photos or it was like Dark Universe had one. Yeah. Where, and then there was the one that had all the X-Men movies. Yep. You know, that was like together. about a year
0: or so ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just like a great thing like that needs to be hung up on the freaking Overlook Hotel wall <laughs> yeah. now. It's just like franchises that die, but are still somehow around. <laughs> yeah, Universal's Dark Universe. They get like Javier, Bardem, yeah. freaking Tom it.
1: Cruise. In photo shoots that okay. like, clearly no one was in the same room for, uh, they just pasted them all together. Yeah, it's
0: just like. And then Sophia Botella, like <laughs> randomly in the background, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> with Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, Javier. Uh, oh I man! And now, so and now, much. yeah, the X Men universe. <laughs> I was Jennifer for Jennifer Lawrence that. sitting there with Channing Tatum, like thinking, "I'm never gonna, I'm out of here." Like, I was rooting for that universe so hard. <laughs> universe. So was I.
2: Dark universe, Yeah. I
0: mean, this horror superhero thing you think would be like. A no-brainer and easy to put out, but we keep talking about it like Hellstrom's going to be the real first one to come along. Oh, who who <laughs> saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, Hellstrom. Like, was, wasn't Transformers
2: people. supposed to have one, too, at one point? Yeah, t- oh,
0: no, no. The writer's room, that was dissolved. Oh, the uh, writer's people room. People saw last involved, night, and somebody was like, why am I paying a roof for <laughs>
1: this?
0: <laughs> to come up with that. <laughs> Started over. Bumblebee. Like, and that's what happened with that. So... Uh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, it's gone. Was the writers
1: room for like the GI Joe stuff that they want yep. to do. Oh, yeah. oh man. But uh, I'm just glad I'm that glad Ron? that we we finally have gotten to a point where I feel like most studios are finally backing off of the we need a cinematic universe like Marvel Well, that's just does. what hap- just Hollywood
0: does. Like, somebody does something really good. Everybody else is like, we need to do this too. They get into it. They're like, oh, we never really understood how to do this. <laughs> because if we ha- could have invented Facebook, we would have invented <laughs> Facebook. And then it all falls apart uh, to the tune of a lot of money and wasted investment. And meanwhile, Marvel's just like on your left to $2 billion yeah. in for Endgame. And like, that's where we are. At least DC is beginning to learn a little bit. Like yeah. They're just like, DCEU, I don't know what that is. We never officially coined it, so there's uh, <laughs> just DC films. And then did they
2: come up with another name for it, which was at like their WB press? No, like they just called it DC Films. Yeah, oh, okay. it was just the name yeah. of the
0: division. Yeah, yeah, and now it's just like we're just gonna make movies, movie by movie, and if you like them, maybe we'll connect them. Like, which is like <laughs> the speculation about Joker now. Like, it's supposed to be the standalone story, but if people really like it, hey, oh, did you oh, hear they'll about they'll the Batman? Yeah. Um. So. <laughs> so yeah, Gambit, we hardly knew ye. Ho- hopefully in the next 10 years Marvel Studios will actually give us a proper Gambit and like, you and it'll know, a whole Rogue Yeah, but At this point
1: it feels like it's going to be like 10 years before we see something like
0: that. I mean, 5 to 10 definitely. I mean, yeah. it definitely is. I feel like it's getting to the point where we like, should I'm gonna say, be like 40. When four four when oh, yeah, like, I'm going to be
1: 40 when that happens.
0: I'm almost 40 now <laughs> and it's alright. You'll still be here. Go no away. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. I'm the baby. I'm That's almost jokes. like, yeah. Go no away. Yeah, I'm almost 40 now, and I live to see Endgame, and I thought that God. was a long stretch back when I was just trying to get people to read about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So here we are. You'll be there before you know it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, remember? New Mutants was coming out yesterday, and it oh, was like four God. years ago. So here we are. But all right, that'll do it for uh, Disney's upcoming slate. We have a full breakdown of that on the comicbook.com. so check that out. Now... To the thing that we're actually named for. Matthew Aguilar is gonna take us through the hottest thing happening in comics this week. Break it down for us, buddy.
2: It's comic time. That's my own little thing Mm. that came up with it.
0: You keep doing that, we're gonna make you do a dance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're just gonna
2: gonna clip that out now. And and then we'll have just Brian play it. It's comic time. So, uh, one, it was free comic book day uh, over the week. Did you
0: actually? It was a good uh, free
2: comic book day. Kofi, did
1: you I, wor- I worked
0: the- it. Uh, no, I, I had
1: to. I worked at the local comic book
0: shop. I had to, uh, yep. yeah, like, I just I retired from Free Comic Book Day uh, a while ago because now I just get everything in, like, trades, graphics, and, you know, downloads, so. I, I
2: Okay, real quick before I launch into this, Free Comic Book Day will always have a special place because it was one of the first, like, uh, during the wooing period between me and my wife, when you go to things that the like you won't ever want to go to, you know, she went to Free Combat Day with me, and it was like one of our like first, cause just cause it kind of happened around that time we met, Aww. and so yeah, she spent four hours at a comic store because I mean the line was long and it's a bunch of stuff or whatever, <laughs> and. She she passed it off like she enjoyed it. She told me later, like, <laughs> seriously, that was so long. <laughs> but you know what? I liked it. So it always holds a special place. Uh, so yeah, so anyway, there was actually some really cool issues that came out as a part of Free Comic Book Day. One of the ones was actually Avengers, uh, which one of the cool things from Jason Aaron's run kind of towards the beginning of this uh, has been these old avengers these ancient
0: avengers yeah i said on like the last show i really like yeah so you'll be happy with this Uh, by the
2: way uh spoiler warning i should put in here because we're going to get into a lot of spoilers for this week's books um so you'll be ecstatic somehow iron man our current Mm -hmm. iron man finds himself in their past and so like the last issue or the last page is like hey and it's that entire team and they're like Who are you wearing? Because he's trying to figure out why there's no Wi-Fi and like all these ancient monsters are attacking him and he doesn't understand it. And so he meets that whole crew. So it looks like they're going to bring them back into this storyline in kind of a big way over the next few issues. Uh, They have some of the coolest designs. I was kind of bummed initially that they didn't feature them more after Mm kind of building them up so much in like the pre-marketing for it. Uh, But it looks like they're going to bring them back in. Uh, So I'm actually excited about that. Also, evidently Black Panther, Blade, and Ghost Rider are trying to uh, exorcise his car, which is just a fun thing that I feel like is only in comic books. <laughs> and that's a cool thing. Sounds uh, like it also could
0: also be an episode of Supernatural.
2: Uh, also, we meet, like, this weird uh, Shi'ar-themed Avengers team, which has, like, Captain Corsair. It's essentially, like, the Starjammers mixed with the Avengers. And you have a brood Thor, which is just... Cool. Like it's a really cool looking team.
0: I feel like that was in Avengers Forever. Like they had something like that. They and quality. they've played
2: with this whole like yeah. let's toss it and we don't know like if they're part of our time or well, a Wasn't that kind universe.
1: of what like the Revengers looked like? Like the, a little the, the bit
2: comic team. Yeah. And so, uh, and of course, and there's a couple other members of this team, but I mean, I always like the idea of teams of just throwing a, a bunch of cool ideas out there. We'll see if it actually sticks because mm-hmm. a lot of times Marvel can like throw these teams out there and it doesn't know what to do. Well, with
1: but it was, call. I mean, it's Jason Aaron thing. That dude, if he's on a run, he'll, he'll come back to
2: it. Go, yeah, okay. Uh, which and this is because yeah. yeah, I mean, look at those just those prehistoric Avengers. Right, they were a thing, and now he's come back to it. Uh, Captain Marvel number five, uh, which is Kelly Thompson and Carmen Carnero. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Thank you. Uh, you better be. Uh, okay, she's awesome. Her art
0: is fantastic. I like, all people, you better be Aguilar. Uh, like I know,
2: I know. I was just saying. I hope I did. I looked it up, but I'm just double checking. Uh, the conclusion is to re-entry, which is this uh, series where they've been like kind of stranded in this closed off uh, Roosevelt Island that's kind of this dystopian thing and no one knows why it's cut off from the no, rest that's, of the world. That's just Roosevelt Island.
0: Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do not endorse the thoughts of Jemez Cardi.
0: <laughs> Roosevelt
2: Island if, is weird. Place. If any of our fans are in Roosevelt <laughs> Island. Uh, but it's it's really cool because it's amazing what a little TLC uh, can do to characters like Hazmat, Echo. Man, like Echo it. was just kind of abandoned out there and it's just been kind of, you know, been brought back for every so often well, for so a couple So Hazmat,
1: right? Wasn't she yeah. just one of the ones that like the leftover characters from Avengers Academy that just didn't yeah. really get anything?
2: And they're awesome here because they actually they've had a role, a very specific role to play in this storyline. They've actually put some character work into them. So now we actually have this kind of little team. It's not a team, but going forward we have some kind of rehabilitated characters mm-hmm. that you can now see in this book and it's great so it just shows that even the weirdest character can be awesome if you just give it some some time and love right i'm waiting for my
0: making my co-host on a podcast wow that's hurtful (laughs) (laughs) that's that's very hurtful Uh, i was saying that was a positive thing was it was it positive Weirdest character, can be, weirdest <laughs> character right. can be great if you put him in the right place. Tender love and care. Uh,
2: <laughs> another free comic day issue is Spider-Man. Uh, so this is Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. This is actually the lead up to Absolute Carnage, uh, which is.
0: Ooh, is this going to be a good Carnage story? I can't
2: tell you yet. Because this is, oh, I was, so Charlie has been keeping up with like the Venom books and he's all in on the Venom stuff.
1: Connie Kate's number one fan, Charlie Ridgely. Uh,
2: he was a little confused as to where this sits, like in the timeline of stuff that's going on in those books. Uh, but it's promising. It's essentially, we don't, we can't tell if this is actually Eddie Brock or the suit as he's, because now those are two separate people. Like Eddie Brock is actually a separate person and right, right, yep. yeah, uh, the suit is actually walking around kind of looking like Eddie Brock. But also, uh, Brock.
1: I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Carnage is the Carnage symbiote plus the Null?
2: The Null thing is the affecting. Null thing. Yeah, right. And so in this book, which is actually great, because in this issue they actually go back to before Cates took over mm-hmm. with Lee when he had a temporary new owner mm-hmm. for a minute, and they, they meet, and he, like, reaches into his chest and pulls out what's left of it. Mm-hmm. All right, because that's joins. the whole thing. Like,
1: isn't Carnage supposed to, like, going out to, like,
2: Hunt the previous symbiote. Yeah, but host? this is Venom. That's he, true. It's it's Brock, right? So I don't... It's it's confusing, and I feel like they'll reveal that. It's confusing from a mystery perspective, not a convoluted perspective, but I'm interested to see where this goes because if this is just Eddie Brock hunting, mm-hmm. but I think he's out with his son like trying to keep him safe from things. So there's a lot of intrigue here. It could be good. He sees Spider-Man by the very end, so I mean, we're going to get... Venom slash Carnage slash Spider-Man, so you're not gonna miss that if that's what you're looking for. Uh, but Cates has done some really interesting things with this whole, uh, you know, Mythos. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited. Like it could be good. I have I'm optimistic. I'm cautiously optimistic. Uh, also, moving on to DC Batman and the Outsiders number one. Hey, uh, DC
0: getting some shine here. Brian Hill
2: and uh, Dexter Soy. This is a team that was kind of explored in the not last run but the run before that of detective comics um and in this one we actually get like duke uh the signal orphan katana and black lightning are essentially the team um signal kind of has needed he he has an interesting premise but he needs some some time to grow as a character this so far is a very nice launch it looks like he could actually get that so i'm I'm hopeful Uh, orphans being a great character Over the last two years, they've done a lot with her, so this looks to be continuing in the right direction. Uh, Batman's in it, but it's a a limited role, uh, which I think is good, because I think this needs a personality other than just, Mm -hmm. oh, it's Batman's eighth team. (laughs) (laughs) Eighth team book. Because it feels like every book he has now is that. Um, Also, and ironically, I talk about he doesn't have a team, but in Detective Comics, uh, this is actually one of the best Robin like Batman and Robin classic uh, Mm storylines I've read since Grayson held the cow because those were honestly to me that's the bar for Damien team up stories of like Batman and Robin is when Grayson was Batman Mm -hmm. I haven't seen that same thing reflected so far in the new run of Detective They've managed to kind of capture that magic between him and Bruce, mm. and it's it's refreshing. Like it, they have some really genuinely fun moments, and they're always kind of Damien pushes the boundaries, but he's not the complete jerk that he can be written as. Now it makes me miss J- Dick as Batman, though. I man, I miss that, that so, was so much. Great. They they wasted that. But um, this book
1: this book has the cool Arkham thing, right?
2: Yeah. So uh, they actually reveal the identity of Arkham Knight in this. Um, it's great too because they actually reveal it at the very beginning of the book, mm-hmm. but then <laughs> Damien like she reveals herself to Damien and he's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> so the <laughs> she great... is not Jason Todd, but... no. Uh the daughter of Arkham. Mm-hmm. So, like Astrid Arkham. I'm like, okay, interesting. I will see what happens there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it. I'm I'm just glad it wasn't anything to do with Todd. Or a dead sidekick. Like I don't need it to be. I don't need it to be a rehashing of that storyline. Eighty minutes. Yeah, what if it was Tim Drake? No, mm. no. I don't want to just do something different with it. I was happy. I was happy. So so far, I've been really enjoying that series. Uh, by the way, that is uh, Peter Tomasi and Brad Walker. Mm. Uh, also uh, for DC, keeping on the DC train, uh, DC Inc. is there. Um, I don't know how you would describe this imprint. It, it's kind of for mature readers, uh, and it uses a color palette that's very, um, it's all like two different colors, and that's the entire color palette of the book, but it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Uh, so they did a marrow one, which was Tidebreaker. Wasn't there some controversy around this one? Um there was controversy around the author, because the author has written some other books that at one point were, like, banned from, and I can't remember off the top of my head if they were mm. banned from schools or they oh. were banned. There, there was some kind of thing of, like, so one of her books or something were banned because of kind of adult <coughs> content. Um, this one is, I mean, this one is a mature reader's book, not in the... Uh, Batman damned, like, oh, hey, you're going to see some, yeah, it's not that, but it does tell a, you know, a more mature and an adult storyline. There's, there's language in here, but also just, I mean, it kind of depicts some, uh, parental violence and some other things. Uh, her home is not great. Mm -hmm. Selena's, uh but it's, it's fantastic. Like you really should, if, if you're looking, especially for, I know we talk to a lot of fans of the podcast that are always kind of like, I'm looking to get into comics. I'm looking at something and I don't have to go and hunt 80,000 back issues to understand. This is literally a one-stop shop. You pick it up, it comes out this Wednesday. Uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. I could not recommend it more. Um, also, uh, last one here is excellence number one, uh, which is from Image. It's uh, Brandon Thomas and uh, Carrie Randolph. Uh, this one is about I- I'm a sucker for magic,
1: mm.
2: so anytime magic is in- is involved in a series, uh, and this one is about a young man named Spencer who essentially there's a lot of like there's a hierarchy of magic users. It has all this all this lore and mythology of why they do it, and they're all called something different. It kind of has a little bit of a Harry Potter feel in mm-hmm. that respect, but the actual interesting stuff is the f- dysfunctional family dynamic that is at the center of it, and someone trying to live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, first issue so far, really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked uh, to have another magic book that doesn't sometimes is- magic book. Do gets you, do you like from. the Magic Order? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, and then I also liked uh, Justice League. Dark has a bunch of magic in mm-hmm. it. Like, there's, there's some other books out there that are really good. This one doesn't. This one keeps the focus though on the family the relationship between like a father and a son that stuff is compelling throughout and then you, when you get to the cool magic scenes with wands and there's stuff flying all over the place it has more of an impact because it's like feels earned right it doesn't feel like you're just doing a bunch of dazzle stuff and then like oh hey here's some character thrown in. uh so that first issue comes out wednesday so if you want to hop onto something new that is it so that's all me
0: all right so before we get out of here i thought we'd check back in because uh we haven't done any reviews in a long time, Yay! and we're looking for you guys to keep uh, reviewing the show if you're new, if you've just hopped on. We've had a lot of hop-ons with the recent Avengers Endgame kind of coverage, so if you're new to the show, be sure to uh, go on any one of the venues where you can listen. You can listen on comicbook.com. We have an RSS feed, but you can also listen on Apple, on uh, Apple. Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and you can say uh, Comic Book Nation Podcast. you got to throw in that podcast word. Comic Book Nation Podcast and any uh, Amazon Alexa device and also play us there. Uh, so if you do, please leave us a uh, good five-star review and we will read some of them on air and send you some comic book swag if you so desire. One of these fancy T-shirts for those yeah. who Yeah, if you're watching well, well. us right now, Jim Viscardi is Sporting... Uh, a little preview of what you can get. These shirts are so comfortable. Um, we've also had some fans do some other things that have gained our attention, like just, you know, big us up on social media mm-hmm. for, awesome. for no Thank reason you. and share us with others. So if you're doing that stuff too, we're watching and we're going to be uh, talking to you. But I thought I'd read it po- uh, one review that, you know, Matt, you're probably uh, going to like this one. And if we've read it before, which has happened on this show before, (laughs) I apologize. Uh, This one's called Love the Show by Joey Duda, and it says, I really enjoy this podcast for the simple reason that you actually talk about comic books. You touch on movies, TV shows, games, but you talk about actual comic books, and that is missing from so many podcasts with the word comics in the title. More talk about books to buy and constant complaining, please. Be excellent to each other, and thanks. Oh, Matt, that's for you, buddy. Look at that. So nice. And this one we also take, uh, it's from somebody who likes the sportsing side of life. <laughs> uh, Tim NFL, one of the only non-football pods I enjoy. I love this podcast because of the knowledge and experience brought in. I've been searching for a non-football podcast I can actually enjoy, and this is it. Question, what are the odds of one of the newly acquired assets from Fox are in a post credit scene. This one was before Endgame, obviously. <laughs> uh, the answer zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> zero. Oh, I, I'm going to gonna any read of-
1: one because uh, Kofi kind of put me on blast when he read one of the ones I <laughs> read, saying that that he thinks I wrote <laughs> I remember it. Remember uh, the the dude writes in on <laughs> iTunes uh, and says it's hard to find a good podcast that covers a wide variety of topics in pop culture while it's still uh, approaching th- with deep thought, love, and respect. I also love the workplace banter between the hosts of this podcast. Critical opinions are presented as such, and they never make you feel dumb or wrong, even if you have differing viewpoints. I think that might also have something to do with the podcasters sometimes having different viewpoints amongst themselves, which is a nice breather from the mob mentality that is sometimes seen in geek culture. P.S., Kofi Outlaw's return to podcasting is a nice rebirth of that other podcast he can't
0: legally name. Hmm. <laughs> That's a true fan. Mm-hmm. That's not me. I don't do my own press. Oh, man. That is my own. That is just a true fan who's been riding with me for a long time. So. Thank that fan. Get that man a t shirt. <laughs> so, we read your review.
1: Uh, please hit us up in any, any way. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, you want to add, send us an email to editor at comicbook.com or
0: Yeah, you can uh, find us at way. the hashtag comicbooknation or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. Uh, you can find me at Matt Aguilar. At Jim Viscardi. And it's that app Jim Viscardi you want to hit up for those t shirts. That's so right. Be sure to do that. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Comic Book Nation Podcast. We'll see you guys next episode. Thanks for being cool. Thanks for being with us. And we'll see you again. Deuces. All right. Wait for that.